0: Finding a solution to an invasive species is rarely an easy task. But when American cereal is at stake, it's time for drastic action. The cereal leaf beetle is a serious problem for wheat crops in the US, and pesticides have produced middling results. So we needed a way to get rid of this munching monstrosity, and if that means introducing a parasitic wasp to H.R. Geiger these pests out of existence, then so be it. But sometimes you just find yourself an unsuspecting wasp nanny here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy.
1: Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe.
0: And I'm Carlos.
1: Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify.
0: And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to Tristan Taylor, Jesse Raspalich, Carol Raspalich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on.
1: And today we're talking about a carb-eating beetle that scoffs at the mere mention of the keto diet. But more on that later.
0: Man, I am—I am a cereal fiend. <laughs> I love—I <laughs> love sugary cereal so much. I like it, to me—I consider it a dessert, and uh, I've cut it out so far, mostly this year, uh, just because it just. It's like oh would you like 500 calories before you go to bed um, and I miss it so much and the, doing the research for this every time the word cereal came up I was like there's a family dollar within biking distance <laughs> of my house I can get I can get some Captain Crunch right now I'm an adult out have money I can go do this th- I can do these things <laughs> who's going to stop me you <laughs> I'll kill you <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, I'm. I miss cereal. Eventually, I'll go back. But uh, yeah, we are. What are? What are we talking about?
1: We are talking about <coughs> the cereal leaf beetle.
0: Cereal leaf beetle. What we're also, otherwise known as, <laughs> uh, the serial killer. <laughs> the shady bunch. Hmm. And baby back cribs, because things are gonna get nasty.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. Would you like to know what science will 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 refer to it as in the lab?
0: Yeah, I, I imag- I'm okay. Field? I'm I'm imagining myself in a science, mm-hmm. in, in, in a in a lab for science, and people are talking about the cereal leaf beetle, but. What, what kind of what kind of words are they using, Joe? Well, they're
1: gonna they're gonna put it in the kingdom Animalia, which you know love and are in. They're in the phylum Arthropoda, which means they have human feet. <laughs> <It's just laughs> no, that's anthropoda.
0: It's a, it, no. Their feet are humans. Yes, it's a whole people, are, not for feet. It's horrifying.
1: Uh, they're in the class Insecta. mm Hmm. They're in that's insects. They're in the order of Cole, Coleo, Coleoptera, Coleo, Coleo, Coleoptera, yeah,
0: Cleo rupture,
1: which are beetles. Uh, and they're in the family Chrysomelidae. Chrysomelidae. Yep. And then the family is. Chris Serena.
0: That's a subfamily. Which,
1: the subfamily. Bold um bold move to like spell the family C H R Y S and then the sub and then the the subfamily is C R I O C. So you're kind of making the same sounds. Cryo Cryocerinae Chris. Why wasn't it C-H-R-I-O? Or C-H-R-Y-O?
0: Maybe one is Greek and the other is Latin. Maybe.
1: Uh, The tribe is Lemini. Lemini? Lemini. And the genus is Ulima. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Alima. Uh, The species is binomially Ulema melanopus. Melanopus. Yeah, if you
0: if you remember one thing from this whole episode, remember the ulema.
1: Ulema melanopus.
0: Um, but that, since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Nitty gritty nomenclature. I guess it's gonna become my favorite part of the show. Part of the show where I ask you, Joe, what does the binomial nomenclature mean in English. We are taxonomizers here. No, we're not taxonomizers. We don't actually do the taxonomizing. We just, uh, struggle to read it. So, but we can translate it. What does Ulima melanopus mean in English? Does it mean a sprouting black devourer B dark shadowy burrower c black footed scholar or d swarming shadow foot
1: i'm gonna go with devourer the first one a final answer
0: oh goodness i thought i thought i'd given myself away Uh, you are incorrect the answer is black footed scholar
1: i was the way you said that I was thinking either, like, you... I don't know. There was a tone in your voice that, like, drew my attention to it. But I thought, like, that could be... It was a red herring, and you weren't selling it. But what it was was the real thing. And you were, like, worried.
0: No, I, I, I just do that intonation, like, on C. I just do the da 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 and then the last one is da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> but the... um. I was, I, as I was reading them, I realized, like, scholar is such a, like, everything here Stand can out. be attributed to a beetle, but this one cannot. <laughs> that so was I should have come up with guess. something else that was, like, way out of left field. I should have called it, like, the engineer or something like that. I don't know. But, yeah. Uh, Ulema means scholar. It comes from the Turkish. And uh, Melanopus means black foot. Huh. Melano, black, and then foot like octopus
1: mm. so weird what? that's a weird scholar why scholar
0: I don't know do scholars <laughs> like cereal
1: I mean maybe I, scholars like this bug I'm, so I like cereal
0: I consider myself a scholar and a gentleman
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to know what it looks like besides it, that it has black feet
0: yeah sure
1: um, well, adult beetles are dark red with black to dark green wing coverings. So they're, they're as far as insects go, they're a handsome insect. Um, they aren't in the order Hemiptera, which is true bugs, but they have the general style of a true bug um, with long bodies, prominent antenna, and armor, armored wing covers. Uh Larvae look like a small brown raindrop and often hang out on leaves. So they look like somebody dr- dirtied the rain, the droplet. Um, they're round-bodied with very tiny, very barely visible legs. So that brings us to its size and dimensions. Welcome to the Love Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show, when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you sit in audio yourself saying, singing or chittering the words measure up into LDTAxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. And Correct. I and this animal doesn't make a sound and nothing around it. It's like hard to find a bug sounds. So uh Can we just listen with? to
0: the like ASMR of cereal being poured into a bowl, and I have That's to identify a, the kind of cereal.
1: That sounds like an excellent idea.
0: Wait, are you serious?
1: Yeah, I was gonna go into the archives, but we've uh, heard most of it already.
0: No, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna definitely go out and get some Captain Crunch after this. <laughs> Captain Crunch is pretty good, but I think I, it's tough to beat Apple Jacks. I think that might be the best one.
1: Dang, I'm trying to find like somebody pouring cereal, but like it's like a picture. Oh, here we go. Here's the sound of milk being poured into cereal. This is going to be even harder to find out like what what kind it is.
0: Like I would have been able to figure it out before. I'm going to (laughs) guess into the wind.
1: I'll have to give you some sort of hint.
0: Yeah. This is like the acoustics of the bowl.
1: Okay. In the room. I hope there's not talking, but without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. He put too much in.
0: That was significantly less satisfying than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) I was picturing, you know when you go to the movie theater, and right before the, the previews start, like... They, they like, they show like a, like ice being poured into a glass and then it being filled up with Coke and then like popcorn popping. Yes. And, And like that sound is just like activates your salivary glands. Uh, that, that's what I was anticipating. Like real ASMR stuff.
1: Well, this is one of the most delicious and, um, I re- just looking at it right now. I really want to get some, and uh, if you could see it, you'd certainly know which cereal it was.
0: I'm obviously, <laughs>
1: but that's your hint. Oh, there's, that's not... a, there's some there's some code in there. Okay,
0: fine, whatever. I know it. It's cinnamon toast crunch. I... Yeah,
1: I knew this hint would was good. It's the taste
0: you can see. <laughs> yeah, I thought you at first. I was like, if I could see it. Like if I, of course I like, yeah, it's Frosted Flakes, <laughs> yes, it's Fruity Pebbles, I can see it, Cookie Crunch, <laughs> Cookie, Cookie, Crisp, whatever. I was like, oh yes, I remember those commercials. Oh, oh man, it's like not, that's not the best one in my opinion, but it is way up there.
1: Oh yeah, there was a uh, there was another video that was like a guy just pouring a bag of like, like granola trail mix looking stuff, like. No, it was like some off-brand or some health brand of stuff, and like that, I'm not going to choose that one. That's ridiculous. You'll never get that.
0: <laughs> I remember uh, you guys for my birthday one year. You guys all got me cereal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was it was the best. It was the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I the most of the cereal was um, I got like some several boxes of uh, like cinnamon toast crunch churros churro version and that was so good <laughs> but s- somebody got me like sour patch kids and that was less good <laughs> sour, yeah s- sour patch kids uh, I, I don't remember what the brand what kind of cereal it was it just was sour I was like, eh, this is not really my thing I still ate all of it don't get me wrong
1: <laughs> did you have Cookie crisp when you were a kid? No.
0: My parents never even considered <laughs> giving me cookie crisp.
1: Same. It was like it's the sugar content is probably the exact same as a cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, but there might actually cookie. be some
0: protein in or something in Cookie Crisp, like something that makes it better than Captain Crunch or something. We had kicks, Fruit Loops, and Applejacks and Cheerios. That was like our main mm-hmm. the whole thing.
1: We had some Well, we'll talk about it in a bit. Here's... Let's talk length. Adults and larvae are the same length. They're around 5 millimeters long, or 0.19 inches. How many adult beetles go into the height of a Mirabella wheat? Mirabella wheat. Here's a hint. Mirabella wheat is an heirloom wheat plant that originated in ancient Italy. It's among the tallest varieties of wheat in the world.
0: And someone just named it. Hey, look, pretty wheat.
1: Mm-hmm. What's Mira? Is that beautiful ocean Mira?
0: No, Mar. Mar is a ocean. Mira means to look. It's a it's look, a command. To look. look. So it literally means look, look beautiful. Look beautiful. Yeah, Mira Mira means look beautiful.
1: Also, it's a place in Italy, so it's probably more like beautiful place.
0: No, it means look beautiful. It's just, look a beautiful place. (laughs) Also, someone's name from Encanto. Um, uh, Wheat can get really tall. I'll say 12 feet for the wheat. Maybe I'm just imagining corn, but maybe wheat gets that tall too. Um oh gosh 757 final Uh, answer 757 cereal leaf beetles stacked end to end go into the length of this pretty wheat
1: the correct answer is 452.1 beetles
0: oh it's a short wheat shorter than I thought at least
1: Mirabelle, Mirabella can grow eighty-four inches, or two hundred and thirteen centimeters, or seven feet.
0: Yeah, twelve feet is a lot. <laughs> it probably would just fall over <laughs> on itself. I just think of there's a like the 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 play Oklahoma starts with. The sky singing about how the corn is as high as an elephant's eye. And I was like, elephants are really tall. They're like they're like fifteen feet tall.
1: But I'm pretty sure that's like, you know, a dream scenario. Might not be it's like a it's like a myth, mythologically tall.
0: No, I think corn actually gets that tall. I just thought that was my only reference for wheat. So I was like "Um,
1: Let's talk about a length of a the length of an egg, zero point nine millimeters, how uh, which is zero point zero three inches. How many cereal wheat eggs go into the size of a standard size shredded wheat biscuit? Um, these little eggs kind of look like jelly beans. They're like bright yellow little eggs. But they're smaller than a jelly bean.
0: Uh shredded wheat. I'll call that an inch. It's probably pretty good. How many inches? Zero point nine millimeters is very small.
1: Zero point one nine inches.
0: No, that's how much. Oh
1: no, that's that. That was the 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 adult. Uh, or yeah, zero.
0: Point zero three. Okay, point oh three. Ah, so thirty three. I think I did that right. Yes, thirty three.
1: Uh, here's a hint. Growing up, you may have been familiar with mini wheat, but the original shredded wheat came in large bricks of shredded wheat. You can get the original size today. Some people throw it on a skillet and fry it.
0: Hmm, that might change my answer a bit.
1: <laughs> I saw somebody fry a big old shredded wheat biscuit, and then guess what they did with it? They threw it in some milk and ate it like a regular shredded wheat. What the? It's just with more butter in it.
0: I've I have i i have never had shredded wheat. That sounds like a waste of cereal.
1: Have you had mini wheat?
0: Uh, no. But oh, I that, oh, what I'm imagining good. is, I, but I know what those look like. I've never even seen shredded.
1: It does taste like you're eating a hail bale of hay. A hail bale. If you put a bunch, if you put a hail of uh, <laughs> sugar in there, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and that frosted, was the thing. Mini wheat's got that. Whenever we got a. Uh, for some reason, my parents would sometimes buy the, uh, the, like regular Cheerios. It's like, why do they even make this? And so we'd have to put sugar into it. In order to... It's like, oh, we might as well have just gotten Honey Nut Cheerios. All right, so I'm gonna since you said bricks, and I'm not no longer imagining like frosted mini wheats. Uh, I'm gonna say it's like four inches, so we'll actually just go with like 120 eggs. final answer yes
1: the correct answer is a hundred and twelve eggs
0: oh that
1: is a victory
0: that is a victory,
1: ah, victory. uh shredded wheat biscuits are about like four inches long
0: that's exactly how much i i assumed huh and then i just did like head math to multiply 33 by 4 and i was like that's probably about 120
1: uh, okay, well done on the egg cereal situation. Um,
0: no, I did not do all well in the first that. one. It's, it's just egg cereal. Delicious. <laughs>
1: uh, Okay, would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the big original mini wheat size fact? I mean, that's, regular size. Oh, no, yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely
0: like a regular like block of wheat. Kind of standard fact.
1: wheat, frosted standard wheat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, sounds so bureaucratic. <laughs> uh,
1: the beetle is native to Europe and Asia, but it's made its way into the United States where it was first spotted in 1962. Um, <clears throat> the cereal leaf beetle is so named because it likes to eat cereal crops, which are oats, barley, and rye. They're migratory eaters, which means that they eat on the go. If you see one in your barley and then return the next day, it will probably be somewhere else in your field. Um, If you find a beetle on your crops, don't panic. They are often widely dispersed and don't often, often twice in the same sentence. Um, They don't usually congregate in feeding frenzies. Uh, This is because they avoid something called volatile organic compounds, or VOCs. Um, VOCs are released when an herbivore munches on a plant. Volatile just means uh, at room temperature it converts from it like, it's gaseous. It becomes gaseous. So like, when you boil water, it turns into a gas but at a really high heat. But a volatile liquid um, will turn into a gas at room temperature. Uh so VOCs like get released when uh, like a plant is being eaten. Um and the female beetles are repelled by the presence of these chemicals. Why? Because VOCs often attract predators where someone's munching on a plant, you might find a tasty prey species. Um if you're a tiger trying to eat a beetle. Um Or something, or the equivalent of a tiger in the beetle world. Very confused. Uh,
0: The very confused European tiger eating, or beetle eating tiger.
1: (laughs) A tiger eating beetle would be just way worse.
0: Yeah, that is. That's apocalyptic. (laughs)
1: Uh, Female beetles are adapted to keep themselves and their offspring safe by avoiding eating in in areas that have already been eaten in. Males are deterred by VOCs, but not enough to change the way that they eat and their eating habits. Um, but there are some situations in which beetles will frenzy. Fields of cereal leaf beetles might look ragged, but they are rarely destroyed. Uh, the plants are rarely destroyed completely. So you might l- look have an, a sickly-looking field, but usually um, it won't destroy full crops like a plague like of locusts. But it can affect yields. So sometimes they congregate in hot spots, uh, which can affect crops. In In high concentration, uh, a high concentration of eggs in a field isn't that bad because rain washes away and kills a lot of these eggs before they hatch. So if like, there, if, if there's a ton of eggs, a good rain will probably thin that, that herd pretty good. So... A high concentration of hungry larvae on the other hand can affect crop crop yields um, especially if you're looking if you're looking at them and they're high on the stock that's particularly bad. Hmm. Uh, but, but that's all I got for that. so let's uh, let's get into the thick fact the wheat the ma- major weed fact
0: yeah. Um, so it's while it doesn't completely destroy crops, it is a serious uh pest that uh farmers want to get rid of. And some use pesticides that's that can or can not be uh effective, and then there are some crops that can't really deal with pesticides, and then sometimes you want to sell an organic crop and you don't want it to be any pesticides to be used and you want your food to just be riddled with bugs and not very big but um one one way to deal with the cereal leaf beetle is oh by the way I'm calling this major fact put your egg in my shoulder (laughs) um so the, well, one thing that they've tried to do is uh, and have done successfully is what we have on this show said is never a good idea, um, which is introduce an invasive predator to deal with another invasive species. <laughs> so, though, um, even though it's from. It comes from the other side of the pond. Uh, the cereal leaf beetle is all over the U.S. as well. And. Um, so worse than in bringing another invasive predator they introduced a wasp <laughs> even worse it's european just kidding um
1: <laughs> that is pretty <laughs> uh
0: bad. it's a european wasp worse than any other wasp um but this isn't your typical order 66 style extermination it's not like the it's like hey just go eat all of the cereal beetles it's much more Insidious. Hmm. Get it? No. Who issued Order Sixty Six?
1: Ah. Okay. I was thinking, like, trying to connect the word "insidious" to the things I know about this beetle
0: or the movie. Um. No. The so th- the. Let's see if I can get this right. Tetrasticus Julius. Is the nomenclature for this wasp, um, in particular, has a way of dealing with cereal beetles that makes me want to throw up, just a little bit. Uh, so Julius spends his winters underground, in very specific homes, um, and then they emerge from this in the spring to hunt for some choice cereal. Yeah, uh, cereal beetle larvae, these little these little dewdrops. Uh, they hang out on the plants and they're snacking and they do a lot of damage they, they do most of their damage at the larva stage um, and one thing that they like to do because they are they're brightly colored uh, is as they eat uh, they will poop and spread that all over their backs um, to mask their their visual the the bright colors so that they're this dull black Um which is one way to do that. <laughs> um, but what female wasps will fly around, and they will look for these dirty
1: raindrops,
0: these disgusting boys, these these bad babies, um, and the uh, and the, they'll literally cut through all the crap to lay their eggs inside of the newly hatched beetle larva so not on top of inside so the wasp so i mean they do have this like big fluid filled body and now that fluid is filled with wasp eggs um and then the wasp eggs will eventually hatch into larvae that are just squirming around in there transforming the beetle into a gross water balloon filled with tadpoles uh, the beetle larva will still continue to eat the plant that it's on uh, but it's days are numbered soon it will die on account, on account of being absolutely filled to bursting with a teeming swarm of wasp larvae, uh, and yeah. all they want to do is pupate <laughs> so nothing wrong with that sentence love it Um, when it dies the beetle will fall to the soil and the wasps can pupate in peace which I mean they're European so this is really just the American dream we come to America to pupate in peace (laughs) (laughs) and because there are no cats in America (laughs) Um, (laughs) the (laughs) so uh, the 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 wasps will use this the this as their home Uh, where they will you know grow into adult wasps and then emerge uh they'll leave the corpse of their fallen nursery whenever they feel like it some may emerge in the summer others may wait until the following spring uh and then they will begin this wholesome and uplifting cycle anew so that's the that this could have equally been a uh Uh, an episode about the wasp itself Um, but if you look up a picture of the cereal leaf beetle larva you're going to see exactly what we're talking about this tiny water balloon filled with green fluid and a bunch of squirming squiggly little black worms (laughs) inside of it is the wasp larva It's, uh, it's just it's so pleasant like I thought it was I thought it was great when we've covered the, uh, oh. that one, uh, toad that keeps its young, like, embedded in its back. But this is, this is, uh, this is one for the books. I, uh, and if you're not screamish, I encourage you to take a look at it.
1: <laughs> it's okay. nasty, I'll tell you that. Uh, let me yeah. get a GIF image of this. Let me see a GIF. I want to see the the, the squirms.
0: Do you? <laughs> um. But yeah, that's the... That's the, the cereal leaf beetle. It's larvae go around munching on the plants, but humans said, Hey, we found a wasp that wants to lay its eggs inside of your body and then kill you and hatch out of you in a few months. So... We're gonna go with that,
1: and it's not even gonna kill you immediately. You're still gonna have a lot of time to eat the plant.
0: Yeah, you have time to think about the situation you're in. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this on this podcast, but there's a there's a movie um, called Jungle. I think it's just called Jungle, um, starring Daniel Radcliffe as a. Oh yes. Have I mentioned it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. Well, for those of you that haven't heard it, who haven't listened to whatever episode I mentioned this on, uh, he, he he plays a guy who gets lost in the Bolivian rainforest. Um, and he falls and hits his head and gets this open wound, and then he passes out for a while. He wakes up. He doesn't realize that worms have uh, pl- uh, laid eggs in his in his in that wound in his forehead. And then at a certain point he has to cut, cut the wound open. Cause it get, grows really big. And just all these worms come like just oozing out of this wound in his forehead. It's one of the most, it was unforgettable. It was unforgettable, <laughs> it was <an> unforgettable <laughs> scene. I do not really recommend the movie. Uh, Cause there's some not great elements, uh, to it not not family friendly elements um you that I was that not aware of
1: besides that
0: <laughs> everything every, everything else is perfect for the kids including the worm scene but then um no yeah it's uh and I, 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 the 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 survival stories where people have to do really terrible painful things like i'll never watch 127 hours yeah um
1: give yeah. me mark watney that's that's the survival story i want to see
0: yeah yeah i I was like, "Who the heck is that?" Yeah, give give me sci-fi survival, um, but not real survival. Don't give me anything down to earth because then I just put myself in that position. Um, but yeah, that's what I that's what I think about. It's Just like you are you're a walking incubator for wasps, <laughs> like the just the one of the worst things
1: imagine covering yourself in poop to avoid uh becoming you know
0: prey parasitized
1: and then, yeah and then the worst situation happens anyway
0: yeah and now you are you've got a bunch of xenomorph eggs in your belly and you're covered in poop so this is just the worst of all the situations. He's like, wow, why would I do that in the first place? I could have lived a poop-free life up until this point. So, you know, the bug world is a brutal world. <laughs> what we need is for Ridley Scott and H.R. Geiger to to team up with Pixar to make a new version of Bug's Life.
1: <laughs> it's a little... or not
0: <laughs> <laughs> or or never <laughs> but yeah that's the uh, that's the cereal leaf beetle any you got any last minute factoids to throw in there
1: nope and my my mic arm just re- was re- rejected by my desk and I can't get it back on so uh, I'm just holding my mic you
0: <laughs> holding your mic like it's uh, amateur hour at the Apollo uh-huh. Okay. No, it's
1: more like um, I'm a like a boxing announcer because it's like holding it's like it's that shape,
0: or you should have it hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, you could just grab it. Um, all right, so that was the cereal leaf beetle for you out there in Podcastia. I smear some poop on your back, uh, eat your wheaties, and uh, try not to let foreigners lay eggs in your carapace like the cereal leaf beetle here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy.
1: <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get political there. That.
0: <laughs> uh, that's what we bring, the edgy, controversial stuff. Change my mind.